Christina, how are you? Hello, Trina. I'm very good. Thank you. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining me. I'm so excited to have you on EQ Above IQ, Parenting with Emotional Intelligence and Healing the Inner Child. When I reached out to you, I was so excited that you wanted to do the show because I really love what you're doing. So why don't you thank explain you. to people, first, I'll just say that she's a singer and that she does improvisational work. But the thing that we're going to be talking about is her music therapy background. So tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Well, hello everyone. First of all, I'm super happy to be here and it's a honor. And uh, yeah, I am a singer, as you said, uh, improviser, and I am now in training to become a music therapist. Yeah, it's very intense what's going on in this moment in my life because like I have the feeling I'm putting together all the dots, you know, like mm. what I was before when I'm becoming uh, my... Uh, you found your purpose. Yes, that's exactly what I feel. I feel that I am now also in my, in my way of living art, in the way I live art in my life, in the way I embody my potential every day. And I'm an artist, first of all, so a musician. I, I started my education uh, as a classical singer. So I used to sing uh, opera in particular, like early music is my uh, specialization. Mm -hmm. But yeah, in the last years, I just felt that this wasn't enough for me to really embody what I'm here for, yes. uh, my call, let's say like that. Because I just felt that to bring value in other people's lives, I could do it also by opening up to this part of myself that is all about healing and bringing my, my art into other people's heart by also inviting them more actively than just performing. Right. By really starting to become a therapist. Yeah. So that was it. And then it started and now I am putting together all the dots, as I said before. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, what's your motivation? But it sounds like there it is. Like what, I mean, what got you into music rather well, than something else? Let's say I was born like that. My mom actually says that when she was pregnant of me, she was constantly singing. She doesn't know why. It just started like that. Okay. And I was just rocking myself when I was a child, singing, singing the whole time. Mm -hmm. I guess it was actually now, I think I'm aware it was a way of my nervous system to calm myself down yeah. through the use of my voice, you know, through my own voice. So you were uh, a noisy kid, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Yeah, yeah. There are many stories about this. I would never shut up, you know, it was like constantly this. Yeah. that's yeah, the sign like of a it. musical child my son is exactly yeah. the same way and I'm like and then but when I reflect back as a child I was always humming and singing myself so it's it's interesting it's a creative path and mm -hmm. it's a vibrational path too yeah and yeah. so Christina gave my son a piano lesson because his regular teacher was out of town and she was recommended and I was trying to keep my son in the flow of his lessons because if I get him too much out of sync he'll just like drop it uh, I don't want to do it you know so but my son has such a musical talent 
Incredible, and I, I, I'm firm. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have died when I was little to be able to have piano lessons and the drum lessons and stuff that he's had. So I always said I was going to make sure those things were going to be available to him just mm-hmm. in his presence whenever I had a child. Or I knew the music was in me. I just, yes. <laughs> yeah, I get you completely. Yes. So tell me about kind of like the therapy piece, the music therapy piece. Mm-hmm. How is mm-hmm. that beneficial, especially in these crazy times of COVID? How can kids and parents utilize music therapy? Yeah, well, I can start saying that in this period, we are taking taken by fear, you know, like fear is around us everywhere. And this impacts a lot uh, our nervous system. Like we are constantly in fight, flight, freeze mood. Like we alternate them. We are worrying, we are overthinking. And the first thing that I can say, like really simple, is that music and music therapy is just bringing us back to the body, Mm. bringing us back to here and now and bringing us back to a a dimension when we can feel safe and express what we have inside Mm -hmm. and don't push it, you know, don't compress it because around us is so mad and so crazy. So it is is a, a safe space where we can grow, where children can really experience being seen mm. and heard and hear themselves and their emotions come in contact with them and express them in a healthy way mm-hmm. and regulate. That's, that's really important in this moment. Yes, self-awareness piece, the getting into your body. And that's one of the things about emotional intelligence. When I'm working with a client and I'm telling them, how do you feel in your body right now? When something comes up, I ask my son that question all the time. And, and just to bring awareness of where your tension is in your body. Yes. Are you rocking back and forth? Are you self-soothing right now? What's going on? What's bringing that up? That brings you into the awareness piece so that you can regulate yourself. Look, oh, I'm rocking what's going on. I'm tapping or I'm doing something. I'm clenched up. So tell me, like, for example, you did this really cool exercise with my son. Can you kind of explain yeah. that? Because I was like, okay, that's different. Uh, I think it was like sonori- like moving while playing or sonorizing. It was some active yeah. part. Yes. Yeah. The reason why I went there is because I saw that he had a lot of energy. Mm. And I would find actually counterproductive to just push him in sitting somewhere and just like compress his emotion. Mm. Because I do believe that there is a moment where actually we need to pull out all that energy because it's activational energy. Children Mm. have that a lot and they just need to canalize in the right way, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think music and body movement or even like pretending to conduct and it's all a game you know where they can also practice their boundaries Mm. and i can understand okay this is the impact i have if i act like that Mm. this is what happens if i act like this and coordination as well Mm -hmm. super important because of course they're coming they they enter in contact with their limits and what how they move in the space how they 
Are they in contact with what they want to express? Are they embodying what they want to express? Are mm. they aware, as you said before? And there are also a lot of ways and circuits in our brain that are actually we're not aware of mm-hmm. and that gets activated when we do these exercises. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. and, and this is, yeah, this is what really fires me up. You know, I love to do this. And, and yeah, also follow intuition. Yeah. And let the, the, the child lead for a while and see where it goes and, and, and experiment. And this is really, for me, amazing. Yeah. He talked about that lesson for a few weeks after that. Hey, when is that other piano teacher is going to come? Because I think you, even though Julie's a great teacher, it's a different type yeah. of type of method. Mm-hmm. And he is such a mover and shaker. You know what I mean? Like it's even, it's sometimes even heavy for me. I'm like, can you sit down? And Mm -hmm. it's funny that you mentioned about the disconnection. Like I was just watching something on, God, I don't remember the name of the network, but it was talking about how music is actually can be used as a vibrational messenger from other dimensions. You know, it's just that vibration. And, you know, I'm into the little bit of the metaphysical stuff, yeah. too. So because yeah, I, I think it's all connect, it's all connected. And how we vibrate is how much light, how close we are to the light and enlightenment gives us downloads of messaging. That's why meditation is so important. And music has been a part of our tradition since we've been human. You know, whether it's our voice and drumming, I can tell you, I have some Native American roots. And when I start hearing, I start hearing that, yeah, 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 yeah. I start getting goosebumps. I'm like, yeah, that's my. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) but I I really totally relate. And I want to say one thing about what you're saying, because one of the exercises I propose to to my clients is, is, I call it like, pelvic vibration but it can be also called as kundalini and all this you know like this raising energy and Mm -hmm. basically I find with them the spot where you start vibrating without provoking yourself the vibration Mm -hmm. it's like really a spot where if you start slightly moving like you know bouncing a little bit Mm -hmm. and it goes faster and faster and faster and your pelvis will tilt because you're activating the, the really this energy center that is actually first and second chakra. Mm-hmm. And it really, really, really puts you in contact with your ADA, you know, this, this, yes. in a, yeah. And Explain the, and to it, the audience what ADA is though, because I know what it is, but a lot of yeah. people are like, ADA, ADA, what? <laughs> you know, ADA, ADA is a, a very important energy center that, for example, in martial arts, you know, it's called, it's very important. And it's right the spot where Japanese do harakiri. So they basically take away, like they suicide when they don't feel happy about life. And yes. why is that? Because it is considered basically the, the point where our vital energy, our life force is, is placed. Our chi, and right? It's kind of like yes. chi, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you can find it putting your fingers on your belly button and going two fingers down okay. underneath the belly button. And it happens to be also where we have the intestine and emotional intelligence and the vagus nerve and passing and all these, you know, as you said, it's all together. Mm -hmm. So doing this bouncing exercise activates so much and you 
also come in contact with your purpose, your life force, your energy, your purpose. And it is something that I think children love. Like they're just like, boom, 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 super motivated, you know, super mm-hmm. energized. Yeah. 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 You know, so interesting is that like I was telling you, I was watching this show and then, cause I will be honest, these last few weeks, I, you know, I have the um, hormonal imbalance stuff. So I get really, get ready, get in my cycle and I feel that surge of that energy in me. I'm like, Oh, here we go again. You know? And I notice my patience levels and the, the sensitivity to sound increases. So I, I said, I've got to, because my, you know, my son is constantly talking, stop constantly humming, mm, yeah, da, da, you know, and here is the time where I would sit before pre-child in complete silence most of that time. You know, this would be the time where I'd be like meditation, quiet, or if anything, binaural beats, something that's just really high vibrational frequency, right? Yeah. But I have all of this going on, you know, in the background. And so on this, this show, it's, it's about, he said that it's about the detachment from this plane to other dimensions. So I asked him, I said, when you are doing all that humming and stuff, do you feel out of your body? And his first show was like, yeah, exactly. And I said, Okay, now I can make sense of it. It's like (laughs) I needed some type of explanation for it Mm -hmm. that could resonate with me. You know what I mean? Like I know that kids are active and I know that they want to move their body. I needed like kind of a otherworldly explanation because, you know, I I do Reiki on him sometimes when he has headaches or pains Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I had to figure out a way so that I could accept it because I was having a hard time accepting it because I was in my body going, I need silence. Silence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, but this is just yesterday. And I thought, how exciting. I'm going to be interviewing Christina tomorrow and we could talk about this. (laughs) Yes. But it's also very nice from your side that you took the time to ask, you know, this is so special. Like, it's not just to compliment you. I'm saying this because this is what we do when we are having a client or a student and just take some time to inquire mm-hmm. and make it the other person feel seen and like, okay, what's, what is this about? Why are you doing that? And what is bringing you? What is, where is taking you? Mm-hmm. Like it's a co-creative reality. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. So you're doing that as moments. Yeah. It's very important. I always have conversations about where I am and where I'd appreciate him to be if he can, especially during this time, because I go, I don't want to be that person that hurts you. So I'm giving you the tools. I'm giving you the understanding to help me and you cohabitate because that's it's just COVID. We're, we're having a hard time. You know, we don't have our space. You know, usually he's at school for six hours a day and that gives me space to do what I'm doing for yeah. my purpose, you know. But you're not doing these, you're teaching him as well because you are, you have a like self-awareness and other awareness at the same time. Yeah. And this is like mentalization and you're really teaching them that this is possible. Yeah. yeah. You can have two people together and still being separated and with their needs met. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's harder for, for kids because there's, they're still in, they, you know, they go into this narcissist mode. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just be honest. They're coming into their self-awareness and every parent that I'm talking to that has a, between an eight and a 10 year old, they're really pulling their hair out right now because, you know, this awareness that they have themselves, this prefrontal cortex is coming online, Mm -hmm. but it's not quite there. It's teetering back and forth between that fight, flight and freeze mode all the time. And he has that. It's difficult to say, get out of that. This is mine or this is what I want to do, and I don't care about what you need. And I said, well, that's just not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but probably now it's just trying its boundaries, you know, like pushing and like, <sighs> like doing this game. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, it's yeah I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. funny to watch from a coaching perspective mm-hmm. because when I when I personally start to get that feel that frustration in my body I actually have to like I have to go away I say okay I can't but sometimes I, I can't go away you know yeah. because yeah, going away will hurt him so I have to we have to explain to our children what our needs are too so yeah. that they have the language to do it for themselves later you know, yeah, sure. And also, like, I mean, you're not withdrawing your love if he doesn't do what you expect. And exactly. that's really healthy. That's really healthy. Yeah. That even though he'll he's good at the manipulation piece. That's why I said that, <laughs> that narcissist is coming. Mom, you don't love me anymore. I said, come on. Mm, it's come. just what, about what you do, not who you are. Exactly. I say that. I said, this is not about who you are. It's about yeah. how you behave. And they are two different things if we can instill that in all of our children that who they are is this beautiful universal being of light that comes into this world just vibrating at this perfection and what they do is separate because it's usually something they learn from us (laughs) absolutely they're mirrors yeah yeah. And I, I really, oof, what you said, it's so important. Like, that's what I'm trying to do also in my work and what I actually would have loved to receive as a child. It wasn't always <sighs> like that. Oh. Yeah. But they didn't know better. No, of course. I mean, they, they did their best. And yeah. They also traumatized themselves. So <laughs> <laughs> come on, we are all traumatized, right? You know, right, right, yeah. right. I don't know if you know, my saying is that we're all children walking around in adult suits, pretending we have it all figured out while we spread our trauma to everyone we touch, especially our children, you know, but it's that awareness piece that needs to kick in so that we know that. And I re- Repeat that mantra in my head all the time. And I tell people to do it as well. Repeat that mantra so that you have more empathy for that person that's reacting. You know? Yeah. That's absolutely, I, absolutely. Know. But we're we're working on it now. Like, I mean, we're taking care. I, yeah. I think I want to give this to to us that we are on spot. Like we're really trying to bring awareness. And yeah, I think. I'm trying also to really learn how to forgive myself, you know, if I, if I fail and if I do something and, and practice the real empathy, which is like really allowing everything to stay there inside me and accept all my parts. And, and only like that, I can be mindful with others. Only like mm. that, I can look in, at another person as a, as a Buddha in a way, you know, like, mm-hmm. I love so, that. 
Because we all, we all have that. We are, we're all born with it. It's still there. It's just, we fall into darkness and the dark is not always bad either. It's just, it's just, yeah. The other side of light. Exactly. It's just the other side. (laughs) It's duality, right? It's duality. We need need it. And we need to teach our kids that too. Mm -hmm. So in your, give me an ideal of, I love that pelvic breast idea. Give me an idea of what I can do, what other parents can do right now besides that. You started and I think we got off track. It was kind of like this kind of like a bouncing movement in our yes. under our belly, two fingers underneath our belly button. And then what do we do? Okay. What I want, let's say my work, I, I take it from two directions. Like one is more really about singing. Like I, I if someone is interested in two, having lessons, singing lessons. Like, I mean, I do a work starting from awareness, of course, but I can work more specifically about boys and how to, but there's also another kind of work I do that I call rebalancing, but it's not, it's limiting. It's not just that. It's really about being aware of what happens, as I told you, in the body. And, and I think this could be the approach I would have with a child. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, I would try to understand how this child is breathing, you know, what's happening. Like, this is really important. This is something I do with all my students and clients. Like, we have a check-in, we have a conversation where they tell me how they are feeling and what is needed. And with children, of course, you can cannot do that. Mm. But you can observe and do some exercises to diagnose, let's say. Yeah? It's not really <laughs> a word, but like to find out what's going on and where the tension is stored as you do a little bit with your child. Mm-hmm. And then work on it, like moving with some specific movements that I, that I have in store. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if the upper part of the body is more stiff, the neck, and then I, I bring the breathing there in a specific mm-hmm. way. I use vowels like O, A, E, E, and consonants yeah. as well, moving the arms at the same time, coordinating, for example, slowing down the exhaling process if they're hyper and increasing the inhaling process if they're down. And, mm-hmm. you know, like this kind of work on the nervous system mm-hmm. together with music. And um, this is what I would do. Tell me about, okay, so tell me your opinion. I, I use binaural beats in my Mm -hmm. mindful storytellers class with the kids. And the reason why I started using it, because it just like zinned me out when I first started using it. It just feels so good. I felt like my third eye was vibrating and it was just, it just felt amazing, you know? So I said, let me, I wonder what, how this would work with the kids. Right. So what do you think about that? Tell me, tell me, do you, do you, you have some background in that at all? Mm, not really. I mean, I, I know that I work on breathing a lot. Like I, what I know more about is cardiac coherence. Like, okay. Yeah. Like influencing your heartbeat by the, the, the breath, uh, the, the breathing rate and like, how do you balance inhalation and exhalation and, you know, and what is the impact this can have on your nervous system and how okay. to regulate this and how to change this. But I'm not so much into what you said, binary. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to know more if you want to explain. Oh, well, the binaural beats are they basically it's just the earth 
is they say the earth vibrates at a certain frequency. And if you get yourself at that frequency through connecting with that frequency through these binaural beats, which bounce back to the left and the right brain back and forth, you actually can bring yourself to that vibrational level. It causes peace. I mean, it can manifest all kinds of things, law of attraction, kind of like the secret type of thing. But we, we have, you know, different frequencies that we vibrate at as human beings. So and voice as well, huh? Like voice. Oh yeah, voices. we yeah. we voice is a big part of it. What you're saying reminds me a little bit of the EMDR method, like this kind of like connecting the two hemispheres of the brain and yeah, all these bridges that we are making. And I've heard about that too. I've heard the same thing. Somebody said that it is the same type of or similar similar to it. Okay. So I wondered if it was something that you had explored at all in your work. No, but I, I will. Now that you tell me, I think I can use it as a tool in my practice as well. Why not? I'm always yeah. open to new things. Yeah, my kids, my kids loved it. They loved it. Okay. And we would do breath work in the class. You know, I teach, a, it's a writing course that teaches you the emotional, the five principles of emotional intelligence. So yeah. As we're going through the character development and and all the, the you know trauma and all kinds of stuff that could happen to these characters, I'm bringing them in and I'm bringing in all the elements, you know. Nice. And so after that, I let them kind of digest everything that we've been discussing through laying on a a yoga mat, playing this binaural beat music, and just kind of letting them breathe and relax, and they just. They loved it. They'd be like, oh, no, class is over. (laughs) (laughs) This is like after you do like one hour of CrossFit and you do stretching. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's the same thing as at the end of yoga, you know. Exactly. But they, they just love it. So, wow, this is so great. It's so good talking to you. If you had one thing, what would be the takeaway? What do you want people to know about what you do and its importance. I want people to know that they can be safe in my practice, that they can discover themselves, mm-hmm. they, that anything is good, like any reaction, like I'm there to find out with them how they can take care of themselves better. Mm-hmm. I am an experimental person. I'm super open to new things. I am... I have a lot of enthusiasm to give and to care to give. And I think music is allowing you to also put in words and express what you don't know about yourself. Mm. Sometimes in my practice, when, when we write a song together, when, when I'm inquiring about how are you feeling while playing the instrument, like, how are you feeling, Trina, <laughs> today? Something like that. You know, you just yeah. land here. You just have a safe space where to, you can find out. Sometimes things come out that you don't even know you have inside. And, mm. and I think this is a huge thing to, to, to take away. Like, you can develop your potential. You can discover. You can express and connect your dots and that this is what I want to give, you know. You can become self-aware. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. I'm self-aware. Yeah. Enlightenment, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
Oh, wow. what a great conversation. I'm so, I, I don't want it to end. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. I'm really happy. Uh, so, Christina, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, okay. So they can, first of all, visit my website, which is voiceitnow.com. Mm-hmm. And there they will find many services that they can choose one and just contact me. And I have an Instagram page, voiceit underscore and now. And then also a Facebook page. It is just voiceit now. Okay. If it wasn't clear. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And then, I mean, I'm based in Amsterdam, but I also work online and they can write me an email, voiceitnow at mail.com. Okay. Yeah, and I'm now offering a promotion for New Year mm-hmm. where I, I give uh, 30 minutes uh, free intake. Oh, People nice. 30 minutes to, yeah, to get to know me, see if they like what I do. We have a chat. And that's yeah. It, and they will Makes see. Connections. That's great. Yeah, and we need to start doing that more often too. I do, mm-hmm. I do a 15-minute RE Good Fit good fit conversation because you know what sometimes you you can't help people (laughs) (laughs) no matter what and you have to you know you you know as as coaches and therapists you know we have to choose our clients as well too because if if there's not a connection then there's no benefit and there's no there's no way we can't force people to do their own work they have to choose it and hopefully totally agree we you know mesh together in that Mm -hmm. process but thank you christina thank you for joining me on eq above iq today and continue doing your work i love it continue singing with that beautiful voice of yours (laughs) if they can be want to sing yeah Thank you and have a blessed day, okay? Yes, you too, Trina. I love you. Love you too.